Pickles and Jelly Spoons. Welcome to Truth, Love, and Peace. I'm joined today by Mr. Thomas Jenkins. What's up, buddy? Long time no What's see. Happening? It's good to be here. Hell yeah. So, pressing buttons, going live on Facebook, recording things for YouTube. Uh, looks like the oh, Facebook yeah. Live is connected. So, yeah, you can share that now. Sweet. And um, it is a beautiful afternoon here at the beach. And uh, we're going to go for a little cruisy cruise because uh, sitting inside just didn't sound fun, but I didn't really feel like walking. So uh, we're going to do the lazy man's version of that, right? if that's all right. And uh, while I'm we're sorry, doing... I'm technology stupid. How do I? I'm on your page. Yeah, and uh, when you go down, it'll, it'll come up under posts. And... Uh, Something, something along those lines. My Wi-Fi is not wanting to come up and work, so. We're actually live. Yeah, we we're live. Zero viewers. We're live on Facebook right now. Zero viewers. So is this our main? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Out of five thousand people on Facebook. So should we just stare awkwardly at the camera? We until definitely people... should. We definitely should. Most of the. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the Facebook Live is just because we can, um, right? And it's fun, and the audio goes to all of the other places. I'm gonna back up right here so I can get on my Wi-Fi. We're gonna see if this work, and then we're gonna cruise down the road. But I don't want anybody to miss this because not a lot of people know who you are. I guess right. a lot of people on here know. Who I try you are. to keep it that way. Which is good, because we don't need any of that crap, and whether people like it or not, we're turning on some air conditioning. Yes, please. Yes, please, indeed. Hello. So we have one viewer. We do. One Hello, whole viewer. Hello. <laughs> You're on the air. We get more viewers in replay, so don't gotcha. worry about right. it. That, and that little thing doesn't keep up very well, and it takes a little while for people to catch on. Well, sure. So Everybody's busy. We'll give everybody a, a few minutes. So you came in from Hattiesburg today. That's where you I live did. now. Yes. And we met at the Bama through music, for those of us that aren't watching us. Yes. And um, Was I there on, like, your first day? You might have been my first. Because, like, I met you and Brandon and... Um, yeah, no, I was there before he was. No. Were you? Okay. Another thing. And, yeah. and Jonathan Pizan. Pizan! I miss that guy so I, much. I'm, I've met y'all all around at the same time. And what year was that? Do you remember? 14? 2014, yeah. Was so I had just gotten there. Yeah. I got there in 2013. And it was around this time of year because I remember it being St. Patrick's Day or around that time. So it's like an anniversary. Mm <laughs> hmm. I see a cat. It's a calico cat. Yeah, that's Zora. That's my kitty cat. She's doing awesome. Okay, so there. It's uh, It's been shared to my other page as well. So, that means we can take off. Cool. Mine's still not cooperating. Still not cooperating? Oh, there we go. Share. And just share post now. Sure. Yeah. Just... For whatever stories you you decide you're gonna tell us, we want uh, all your peeps to be able to enjoy it too. Right, right. So music, 
You, I met you as a fiddle player, but we have reminisced <laughs> about being brass players in the past. Yes. And uh, some of your accolades, for those who don't know, you, you hold some awards for tickling some strings over there in the great state of Louisiana. Yes. If I recall. Um, what... Uh, and you've competed in that same competition since then. What's the official title? Is the Louisiana... It's the... Uh, Louisiana State Grandmaster Fiddle Champion, I think, is the official term. And uh, so I, I Grandmaster did that. What'd you do? Nothing. I'm just Grandmaster. I mean, you don't, oh. you don't meet a lot of people outside of it's a small circles right, yeah. that Grandmasters run in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. I didn't. I didn't compete in that one twice. I competed in that one once, and then I went for the uh, nationals in Nashville in uh, 2016. So I guess almost two years ago now. And uh, I made the finals, but I didn't uh, make it into the top or anything. Man. But. We're not in a rush. We're gonna wait. Yeah. Boy, I tell you what, the traffic was pretty awful coming in here today. It's never a whole lot of fun. That's why you no. just gotta not be in a rush. Right now. Yeah. Well, it's different down here anyway. You're on island time. You are. You are. And a lot of people forget that it's a two-lane road, man. Look, we live in the country. Right, yeah. And, country uh, with a beach. Yeah. We just don't have any trees. So, so the Nashville competition, it, it, you have to play very authentically to to win that uh, competition and, and what I mean by authentically is they want you to play like uh, old style old time fiddle tunes they call them like Irish and Scottish tunes from like you know the 1800s and before uh, you know far before bluegrass and anything. so it's not like you know you go in and play Foggy Mountain Ray Down Orange Blossom Special there's actually rules against playing Orange Blossom Special really fiddle contest. yeah there's there's a lot of rules and and so and I actually broke the rules, so I, I kind of got disqualified, but I didn't care. I, I technically played too fancy, basically. <laughs> and I was actually approached by a couple on the first day after I did the first round, and they, I did uh, my first piece by myself without a guitarist, which nobody ever does, they said. And uh, they said, just be careful, because they said the, the best uh, fiddle players don't uh, win here. It's the ones who play, you know, the old style the most authentically. So it's it's interesting, you know. But I, I would like to find a competition that you know is a little more varied in their in what you can do. That's understandable. I um that reminds me of a band like symphonic competitions and. and where you would, I can't even imagine where you would go to try and find people doing that kind of thing. But you, I saw your latest rig, just to fast forward to kind of some of the stuff that you've got mm -hmm. going on now, and you've got a three instrument, a three input loop system that yeah. you're playing on now. Yeah. So I'm not even going to try to describe that, but I know there's there's some instruments and some electronics involved. How did you come up with that? Why did you come up with that? Well, uh, well, basically, for the last couple of years, why I've been kind of so off the map is I basically haven't been able to play. I've had some health problems in my neck and shoulders and elbow and all that kind of stuff. And so to kind of, uh, I guess, survival, I uh, studied, started studying mandolin and guitar a little more seriously. I'd, I'd always kind of been playing at them mm -hmm. since I was a kid, but I 
had never really put any dedicated practice into it. And so, and, and so I'd never really learned how to uh, get the pick hand going. And so I spent the last couple of years really, you know, focusing in on the pick hand and, and, and getting everything down. And so now, you know, where I never thought that I would be able to say, hey, well, now I play violin, mandolin, and, and guitar. Now I do. So it just took a couple of years of just solid, well, I'm going to get this done. Man, that's uh that's an incredible dedication to sit down and just repeat something over and over and over again. Yeah, and well, I mean, when you've been playing an instrument, it's all you do, and it's what you do for a living, and suddenly you can't play it anymore. I mean, you'll you'll go nuts if you can't if you can't make some kind of noise. Yeah. You know? So you just have to have a, a noise maker in your hand. It's, it's like a pacifier for me. <laughs> I can understand that. I uh, have all kinds of things to to accomplish the same thing. Right. So, but you're back to playing. You're down here to, to play some music, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Very, very cool. Are you doing any solo gigs while you're down here? Uh, no, and and uh, actually today I'm just here because uh, my wife is going to be playing in the Pensacola Symphony tonight. And I, I thought I was going to be able to get a gig, uh, but they, they aren't able to have me down there right now. I guess because of budgetary concerns or whatever. But. Ah, blah. Tell us about the symphony gig. That sounds way more interesting. Yeah, if right. you're not playing, talk about your wife yeah, playing. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's playing in the symphony tonight in downtown Pensacola at the Sanger Theater. I can't remember what pieces are playing this week. It, it changes every week. That's She plays in four different symphonies, so there's just always something to be rehearsed. Or, uh, That's very nice. always hear orchestral music around the house, so it's always fun. So the Pensacola Sanger Theater, and uh, is it an early or a, a late show? I imagine it's like a six it's or seven. I think it's call. an eight or eight thirty show tonight. Or no, 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 no. They're just rehearsing tonight, and then they're playing tomorrow. That's oh, okay. Yeah. Oh man, that sounds like a lot of fun. I have not done anything like that in a while. Are tickets crazy or pretty? I'm reasonable? not sure because I, I get comped because you know, my wife's. Oh, <laughs> oh. Can you get your nose any higher when you say that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out. Uh, but that sounds like that sounds like something I would really enjoy doing. I'd like to. I'd love to bring my girlfriend. So maybe I'll see you there tomorrow night. That's cool. awesome. And uh, I don't remember if I've ever met your wife, wife, fiance, I, wife, yeah. wife. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe so, but it's it's been a long time. It's been a long time since I've made it down this way. Just like I said, because of my health reasons, I you know I haven't even been able to technically drive a car really I drove myself here today but I've been having some crazy vertigo when I drive you ever have that no what's that like it's like you're driving down the road and you and you feel like uh even though you're you know holding the wheel straight and everything you feel like you're just veering off and there's nothing you can or you're gonna pass out uh you know I get these weird anxiety things going my heart starts racing I have to pull over and gain my uh Composure and like I was on the way to a gig, and it hit me about 20 minutes into the drive. Ooh. Yeah, and I had to call and cancel. And they were even gonna like live record the gig, like they called me to live record, and uh, they're gonna fiddle and steal and all that. And I had to turn around and go back home. And it took me an hour and a half to make that 20 minute drive back home because I had to keep pulling over and regaining my composure. Uh, and that was just insane. I, you know that so there's horrifying there's, yeah there's been some some struggle there but you know there's been some positive come out of it you know i picked up a couple more instruments i studied um 
a little bit more on audio and uh, video production so now I can kind of navigate my way through like Adobe Premiere and Photoshop and very uh, fun you know I could you know record an album and, and make a music video you know with the if I have the proper tools of course but I've done the the study part you know getting getting tools is always the hardest part affording tools right because you can't, I mean, it's either like you you can be a musician and you can spend all your dough on, on the music stuff or you can be a camera guy and get all the camera accessories and all that. But it's hard to be a full service multimedia giant by yourself. It definitely is. I, and I know because I'm working on it. Right. But thanks to technology, it's getting easier. It, it really is. It's yeah. getting easier. I, I love the things that are available to us uh, these days. Like uh, just the, the except little... for money, there's no money available to get any of the things that are available. Universal basic income, it's coming down the pike. Right. Like I'll, I'll hold my breath. Well, not in our lifetime. I mean, it's right. going to be forever. But sooner or later, uh, Star Trek is going to happen. Like, Can we go back to salt? Can we go I back miss to salt, salt money. <laughs> salt and spices. I. Sorry, we almost got run off the road by somebody. Yes, for, dude, I saw that. For crazy Thank you, Alabama. Roll Tide. Yeah, like <laughs> we're on a two-lane road that ends in a in a state park. How he's big important. A rush? And he's going to Tacky Jacks. Maybe there's a bathroom involved. I don't right. know. I don't know. But sorry, we weren't going. We weren't speeding for you. My bad. Daughters like to ballet practice. Man, we were talking last night about how people project and how road rage, if you really think about what road rage is, it's mm -hmm. really just you yelling at yourself. <laughs> no, and, I swear they can hear me. <laughs> and, they well, can hear me. Because you're just making up things to project onto them. Like, you yes. really know nothing about that person other than they drive really, really poorly. And everything beyond that is just you saying things out loud that you wish someone would say to you or that you don't have the balls to say to yourself. But what about non-destructive ways of blowing off steam? Non-destructive ways. In non-destructive, I mean, you didn't punch somebody in the face. Uh, I think not punching people in the face is a good thing. Right. So if you yell at yourself in the car, as opposed to going around punching people in the face, which I have seen in my travels through the bar world, that would be horrible. I uh, I have a card, but. It's buried under all this camera gear at the moment, so we're just gonna pay this fee. Hey, buddy, I can't get to my card, so what do I owe you? Where's your card? It's buried under all this camera gear. You wanna pull around back? No, I'd rather just Man, pay you. Twenty bucks without that card. Okay, then uh, we'll be back in just a second. Hang yeah, on. <laughs> okay, for twenty dollars, we're gonna we're gonna take a moment and pull this out. Yeah. Cause uh, cause I can manage that. Um. Regale us with a story while I Regale us while with I snaggle this. Let's see. So, um, well, uh, and I was just about to ask you about your adventures into comedy. Oh man, I would love to regale you with stories about comedy. <laughs> Say something funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you gotten and that yet? Titties and bear. <laughs> Oh yeah, man! It's one of the. That's like the free bird of the uh, comedy club heckles. Well, being funny on demand is—it's uh, in, incredibly difficult. Sure. Um, 
I'm learning how to do it. Uh, I, I was good at getting up and talking about things that I had prepared for informative, informative purposes or persuasive purposes. You know, all the shit you do in speech class. Right, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm just doing all this backwards. Screw it. <laughs> uh, don't drive like me. Um, I totally forgot what we were talking about earlier. Comedy. Well, yeah, I meant earlier, earlier. Hey, look at that. For $20, that thing manifested itself, didn't I knew, it? I knew you would start digging. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. See, now what I was really hoping is that that dude who sees me every third day of the week would say, oh, no, man, I recognize you. Like, I've seen you before. But no. No, no, no. Nothing doing. We live on the same six-mile Long Island. Right. But uh, I'm not vouching for you. Um, so comedy for me has been tons of fun because it's something I always should have done but it's fortunate that I didn't do it sooner because now I have you know 37 years worth of stories right most of them not good enough to tell but a handful everybody's got a handful of stories that are good enough right. to repeat yeah I used to think to myself that I didn't have any stories and then I started telling some I was like oh, I can't tell them all I have yeah they're there yeah. I think this guy behind me finally gets the picture. Like, we are not in a rush, man. We're not in a rush. But we're going to go over here and skip out the beach. I love just cruising through this place because mm -hmm. it's uh, it's the next best thing to a walk. This is the lazy man's walk, like going for a ride. Right. And I, my grandfather got me hooked on that. You need a station wagon. I would gladly drive a station wagon. Do you have one you can provide? No. <laughs> This is the next best thing for There me. can only be one station wagon guy and it should be you. Uh, I would I would gladly go there. I think that would be, think awesome. be awesome. Take an old station wagon, like a big station wagon. Right. Convert it into a little mini camper. You know everybody's doing the camping in your van, like living in your yes, van. Yes, I would love to live in a van. I'm live in your station all the time. Wagon. Why don't you? You should. My wife doesn't want to live in a van. Oh, uh, yeah. Why? See, I could totally do that right there. The van and the, the camper trailer. Yeah. Trails. That's uh, that's probably the re the direction I'm heading. Yeah. I don't blame you. A little 16 foot that. camper, a van that that you can satellite in. Yeah. All I need to be able to do is stand up. <laughs> From time to time. Well, having a an onboard shower. Yes, of course. Uh, gets to be important. But what I like about that rig is if you've got a truck, a little camper, then you've got a mobile studio apartment that you can park somewhere. And then you can do tour dates, satellite off of that, you know? Mm -hmm. That's uh, that's kind of what I'm hoping to do with the comedy, is uh, go on tour and be able to say, okay, well, I'm going to Atlanta. And so I go and I set up my camper outside of major city. Right. And then do all of the suburbs and all the way around. That's we, what I did. We caught a fly we somewhere. We did a fly. Let's let the, the ocean breeze take care of that. Oh, that feels so much better. It does. So have you um, have you done the Jim Brewer thing yet, where you have like a band behind you playing music while you do your routine? Uh, slightly, uh, to a certain degree. We have there's a show where there's a drummer from time to time. Uh, Ryan Pfeiffer and his brother Jason Pfeiffer is the drummer, and uh, Jason plays for a local band. Uh, Shaggy J and the Gulf Coast Vibrations. Mm -hmm. You may have seen them. They play down at the Perfect Parrot. Anyway, great people, good band. 
And Jason Pfeiffer comes out and plays drums sometimes for Ryan's show, which is the Rated R comedy show. And yes, deal with me plugging my friends. Go support live music and live artists. Um, and by support, we don't mean show up and clap. We mean put <laughs> some dollars in the tip jar, please. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's as close as I've come. Uh, drummer. Um, having a drummer behind me. And it was a learning experience. What did you learn? Uh, I learned that it's got to suck to be a drummer trying to predict when and where to put the rim shot when you're working with a comedian that doesn't even know where the punchline is. But that, in and of itself, is comedy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's supposed to be the other way around. Right. Like, like let, us, let us tell you and show you where to laugh, but not so laugh at us. But you're so off the grid funny <laughs> that you flipped the script. <sighs> and now we've got great drumming, drumming and bad jokes. Yes. All night long. All night long. All night long. Drink specials. So, the the venue that the the back porch. How is that? It's I've, great. I've never been. Uh, it's the basement of the Days Inn. It used to be the, the Big basement Easy. Basement of the Days Inn. This Did you get it? We're he's going, so persistent. He's going the same speed we are. So. Little bastard. He's clocking us. Yeah, the uh, the basement of the Days Inn. Uh, used to be the Big Easy, and they've been doing open mics and jam sessions over there for a long time. That's cool. But it's been under a couple of different names, and they've been running this open mic for about, I think about five years. Uh, they've had different people running it. And so they've, they've built up a pretty good scene, and uh, Pensacola's got a, a good up-and-coming comedy scene. Very cool. I just saw yesterday, and I thought of you, that um, Hub, there's a Hub City comedy, and I wasn't sure of the location where they had it, but I'll look forward to that to you. And it's Please just in case do. you're ever Hattiesburg way for God knows what reason. Yeah, we are always <laughs> looking to, to branch out and go more places. You know, I am in, comedy and music to me are very similar in that there is a certain amount of you just have to get on stage and practice yeah and there's a timing science oh for sure for sure and so learning that timing and getting up and practicing is the phase that i'm in right now so if i can find a microphone to get up and practice on i will well knowing that that is one of the things that you have to do is half the battle it's so much fun though man i've had a couple of shows uh, I've had I've been asked on a couple of bills and have done okay uh, on a couple of them and did did pretty good on the last show I was at, which was uh, last Sunday at Shizuko's, uh, Olivia Circe and Back Porch Comedy Book, all that stuff. If you're looking to come hang out, and um, it was fun. It was the, as close to killing as I've ever come. Nice. And uh, <clears throat> it was the kind of, it was the kind of drive that makes you want to keep playing golf, you know very motivational and a lot of fun making people laugh it's uh it's an addictive drug much like you know getting an applause from from music sure you know i imagine i imagine as a soloist you get that more than most musicians uh would because you get the opportunity to step up in the middle of a song and, and tear something down where for most band members it's kind of an, a whole thing Versus just what you do. Mm -hmm. What's the 
What's it like? Do, do you get shit for being a soloist in a band? What's it like being the... What kind of it's shit? It's kind of like being a front man, but... Like, are, are there... I don't know. Uh, what am I trying to ask here? How how does a soloist fit in the pecking order of of a band? Like, I know... You know the meme? <laughs> you can think of it a couple ways, but the meme mm-hmm. that the drummer gets laid, the bass player right. doesn't get laid. Where does the, the guest... National Grand Master Fiddle Player fit into all of that. Not that we need to get you in trouble with Above your wife, but... all of that. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> the special guest star. That's awesome. I've never thought about it that places. way. But... I'm the fiddle player. Let me in. <laughs> <laughs> never thought about it that way, but it is kind of like... Uh... I guess it would be like being at the comedy store and having a headliner spot and somebody like Dave Chappelle walks in and you're like, oh, the list, you just got bumped. <laughs> and just started doing like Tyrone Biggum's impressions or something. <laughs> Man, do you watch a lot of stand-up comedy? Did you see Dave's new stuff? I have not seen it yet, no. My uh, Netflix password that I was using to quit working. Oh, <laughs> so damn. I haven't been able to log on, but yeah, I definitely want to see it. I do... Uh, I, I have have watched and I have satellite radio so I, when I'm driving by myself I always tune into like the comedy stations like Raw Dog and all that stuff on XM. Yeah, man. I but I've all, I've grown up and since I was little I remember when I had my record player and I had like uh, the Charlie Daniels uh, vinyl record and stuff and that's how I learned everyone down in Georgia. But I also had like well, unfortunately now, but I had a, a stack of Bill Cosby records <laughs> and. Uh, yeah. yeah, and you know uh, George Carlin CD, and I would listen. You know, anytime somebody came on Comedy Central with a special, and you know on Friday nights and stuff, I'd watch that. And the uh, Comedy Channels are great, so I, I definitely have heard a lot of comedians, and I do like stand up. I've only been to one stand up show though. I went and saw uh, what is his name, Pablo. Ah, I can't think of his name anymore. Uh, he, he was big for a while, Pablo something, and um, got nothing. He did he did a bunch of impressions, and he was like, I can't remember what else he did. Crap, yeah, I'll, I'll think of it as soon as we're done filming. Oh, of course, that's <laughs> no worries, no worries. <coughs> yeah, uh, you mentioned Carlin and Cosby and the, you know, the death of heroes. Uh, it's unfortunate. Anytime you you see the dark side of somebody, but every that's there, like there there are dark sides to everybody. Right. And <clears throat> well, here's an interesting story that I um, I told you I had all those Cosby records, right? Mm-hmm. So on this one particular one, I remember I found this record in Goodwill, and I uh, I put it on, and there was this uh, routine on it called uh, Spanish Fly. And I, and I never knew what that was. And I asked my mom what that was. And I was like, 10. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's not very funny. <laughs> you know? here, he, here he had this routine back from like the 70s about Spanish fly. And everybody's just like, it was funny then, you know. <laughs> we'll hop. That little button has to be pressed. Uh, just because the camera stops recording every half hour. 
And um, did we miss my Bill Cosby story? No, not at all. Okay. Uh, right after your Bill Cosby story, I rebooted it so gotcha. it would uh, it would get back to to recording. It timed out perfectly. You nice. hit that post spot on. Commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which is kind of what that 30-minute marker has become. But it, it is, you know, even Louis C.K. had the bit about yeah. how men are the worst thing that women have to endure. Mm -hmm. and, um, I, I think uh, I think we've got it backwards. Or the new thing, it used to be everybody gets 15 minutes of fame. And I think the new thing is going to be nobody deserves more than 15 minutes of fame. <laughs> because right. anything Can't more than that... It. Right, anything more than that's borrowed time and skeletons are just waiting to fall out of somebody's closet. Right. Or for somebody to slip up and somebody to make a big deal out of something that's not a big deal. Yes. Or all of the myriad of destructive ways people's careers seem to be imploding in the face of the court of public opinion now, which I think is fascinating. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating that so many people on social media can have so much influence now. Yes. With, with so little factual basis. <laughs> oh, yeah. And even misguided factual basis. Like, sure. we were joking the other day about how you can go find somebody's research to back up whatever claim you want. Yeah. You know? If you don't know, if you don't I'll know how to vet information. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's a never ending downward spiral. That's, and that's what's made like trying to get my health back on track just such a struggle like I've been to three chiropractors neurologist physical therapy I've had the last thing I've had done is since October I've been going in every week and getting uh, dry needle therapy hmm. that is the western version of acupuncture where they stick needles into your myofascial muscle knots and cause them to twitch and then they will put an electrical stimulus into that needle and make your muscle jump so they'll put those all over my back and just go around jumping dif jumping off different muscles basically just like nero 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 neo when he came out of the matrix it would have been funny something if i like had that. fucked up the tongue something part. like nero <laughs> when he started setting rome on fire or whatever it was God. nero did Man, what an opportunity wasted. So now that I've fucked up your story for not even a good punchline, because I fumble right. eye at that bullshit. And so now my health so is poor. No, <laughs> sorry. Fuck. Ah. Way to go, host. <laughs> Damn. <coughs> so how how often are you doing the, the dry needle therapy? I was doing that like uh, at one point like three times a week, but that still hadn't really done anything either. I've had more, I've had more better results with... Um, just getting on like an elliptical machine and doing some push-ups and taking a bunch of different uh, vitamins and I'm having better luck with that in the last month than I have the last six years because this whole thing started like when I was training for the fiddle contest back in 2012 I first injured myself in 2012 mm -hmm. and that's why I didn't I went until 2013 because I had to take off from practicing for and just keep, you know, playing. I had to work. Man. Yeah. Let's just get married. Having to take that much time off really. Do what? I said having to take that much time yeah, off. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's terrible. It's, you, you feel your life just kind of moving on without you almost. And all of the progress that 
even if you're not going backwards, just not making progress for that long yeah. can feel counterproductive. Yes, of course. And, and the, the, the thing that will nag me is just like, you know how we were told when we were kids, you know, if you just work hard and work harder than anybody else, so they, they should have finished it with that, you'll hurt yourself and you won't be able to take care of yourself. <laughs> so just stay in the mediocre area and sustain. And that brings us back to universal basic income. That's right. one of the Mediocre reasons. Mediocre and sustained. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we get to live in Star Trek land. Right. Um, but the reason I'm a pro universal basic income person is because I'm not a fan of the, the World Bank. Like all of this money crap is just not working out. Sure. Okay. So where would, where would the income, the universal income come from? Uh, the same place that all the other income comes from, which is so we just the natural invent it resources. and say, here you go, it's valued exactly, at something. Yeah. Exactly. Because if we're just going to make shit up, <laughs> like why doesn't it benefit everyone? Right. I mean, <laughs> why are we making shit up that only benefits a few people? Right. It doesn't Santa make Claus, any sense. Government. Like <laughs> the Easter Bunny does not deserve to retire that well. Yeah, I'm right. Sorry. <laughs> no, I think uh, I think it comes out of the natural resources. Like um, when you when you talk about the philosophical concepts of the sovereignty of an individual and uh, what you can and can't own, that there there's some basic tenets of you can't own more than you can work, land wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't own you know who can own a tree, who can own a rock. There's that extreme of the philosophy. And then there's the other extreme of you're going to die anyway, so you can't really own anything. So it's more of a, I think it's more of a resources. Like everybody is entitled to whatever their percentage of the population is, the value of the world resources. Right. And so it's not like it's a ton of money. It's enough so that you're not beholden to a landlord or, you know, just enough so that everybody has the potential to not get to the same outcome the, you right. know universal outcome that's ridiculous but has the same opportunity to at least go out and fuck up you know I don't think anybody should be deprived of an opportunity to go fuck up any more than anybody else and we've got some people that have fucked up in some pretty grand ways that still keep to, that get to keep trying sure <laughs> it's like we know there are people out there that can do it better than you and yet you keep fucking it up and you keep getting to try again Have all this why money. do we let that happen yeah. <laughs> I don't understand that. That's a weird tangent, but I think uh, Star Trek, man. Universal, I think everybody... Well, like, if we could just, like, make everybody buy, like, a Civic instead of an Audi or a Mercedes, <laughs> you know, let's just have a cutoff. There's no cars worth over $30,000. There's no point. That would be pretty amusing. There would be some people that would lose their minds. This yes. is not stable ground, so we're I not going to lay it right I saw here. that big hole. Reporting yeah. live from a giant hole. Right. We don't. I mean, it's bad enough we don't have any gas. We don't need to be stuck in a hole, too. That would be an interesting podcast. Hole. So here we are. <laughs> we are on Gulf Beach Highway, and we are out of gas. We are going nowhere. Mmm. Mmm, mmm, mmm. So, look up. Somebody's feeding the seagulls. I love it when tourists feed the seagulls. Uh, it makes me... I just want to stop and wait for them to uh, get pooped on. Every time. 
every time. I don't want to hold up traffic. That's the reason I come to the park, so I can have an excuse to drive really slow. Gotcha. And enjoy the scenery. Right. It is nice. Mm, I think we, we can do better than we're doing now. When I was talking about money and getting back to that crap, I don't know. I think I'd rather talk about homeotherapy. Yeah. <laughs> than, than the economy. Because it's so miserable. It's so miserable. It, it really, well, yeah. It's hard to buy your homeotherapy when... <laughs> yeah. When money's not real. Yeah, I mean, if you want to buy, like, really good supplements, like, if you're one of those people, it's like, well, I need to get all my vitamins and minerals and all. So you got to spend, like, a few hundred dollars a month just to be able to do that if, if that's like what you want to do for medicine yeah and have you ever shopped at Whole Foods yeah I love Whole Foods I don't love the the cost of course I know that's probably where you're going with that but yeah <laughs> yeah but but have you seen the food there oh it's incredible but yeah real food it's so much cheaper to eat not real food oh of course it is that's why I've been 300 pounds three different times wow that's so you know how how valuable diet yeah. is. I remember when I lived in Ohio, I went to Whole Foods for the first time and I lost 10 pounds in two weeks just because I was eating Whole Foods food. It, it wasn't that I changed, but I was still buying sodas, microwave pizza roll meals, but they were the Whole Foods version without all the, the crap, mm -hmm. the processed crap. And I lost 10 pounds without even trying. And that's when I was like, oh wow, there's something to you know what I'm you know duh of course you know what you put in your body matters but even like this broccoli versus this broccoli or this this even this soda versus this soda and all that kind of stuff it's it's crazy and and like in Hattiesburg there's just no no good grocery stores man like right now our favorite grocery store is Walmart and that's sad mm, that is like, sad you know we walk into the the, the supposed good grocery store and it's got like mold on the berries you know the the meat's brown and the it was like sell by one or two days ago it's pretty sad like the 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 food supply in Hattiesburg Mississippi is pretty sad we also have brown water like Michigan really yes we have the second biggest economy in the entire state of Mississippi and we have brown water and shitty groceries what what how how mm -hmm. yeah Oh, I know. What do you guys do? Like, do people sit around all day long and just yell at politicians? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> no, you know what they do? They they protest the uh, flag. They want to make sure that the rebel flag stays on the Mississippi flag. That's what's important. Not the while they drink their brown water. While they drink their brown water, while they eat their moldy berries, yes. Every Sunday at at USM, they have the, the flag protest. <laughs> And, and it, they are proudly going on like over, like they're going on like 120 weeks consecutive. And it, it started, like if you could imagine, you know, five people in lawn chairs holding up their, their Mississippi flags. <coughs> that, that was the protest for a long time. But when, when the, the media started really uh, poking at the, the population and you started seeing all these different, you know, groups of people uh, protesting all these different things, then it kind of fed, it fed those flames. And now, like I've I've driven past there, and there could be like 200 people there, and there's just all these rebel flags flying. Police are stopping traffic, it, it, and it, it's just.
crazy. And, and I, I just wish, you know, that, that people in that state would focus their energy on, on things that would, that would fix the state and pull us out of number 50. Because with Roy Moore, you know, Alabama really almost jutted us into 49 there for a second. But, but we just keep, no, we, we insist on that last We're place keeping spot. it. Yeah. We're keeping it. I want my bronze. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not how golf is scored, man. You, you don't yeah, right. you go the other way. Yeah, when they said lowest common denominator, that's a bad thing. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just crazy. So, brown water, bad groceries, but, by God, we're keeping our rebel flag. That's, on our on our flag. That's so weird. It's so weird. And that's weird. what's going on in so many places. And we have a legit gang problem there, and that we're wasting police resources to make sure that somebody doesn't get pepper sprayed over their feelings of, of, of a piece of cloth and and all that and yeah it's just it, it, it bothered me so much here's here's another story I actually had a dream that I was commissioned to draw a new Mississippi flag and I woke up and I sketched it out and I have it in a notebook of the house. And I even took it to the mayor of Hattiesburg and showed it to him. But there's nothing, you know, I mean, I'm not going to change the flag. <laughs> but but I have this really cool Mississippi flag drawing in my notebook. <laughs> and it's way cooler looking. I would be happy to help promote that if, if it could possibly be changed. I thought about making an actual flag and then just selling those. Like t-shirts. Because <laughs> there is actually this uh, politician's granddaughter or something that is drafting a new Mississippi flag, um, and and they're going to put it to a vote. But it but it's it's just ugly. It's it doesn't even identify with the state. It's just stars. It's literally red stars on a red and white flag. It's, that sounds it's so horrific. generic, and she's like gone and like met with this politician. You know, she has all these political ends and stuff. Yeah, of course. But it's just, it's ugly. Man. So anyway, that's that's, that's news from from Mississippi. We're we're doing all right. <laughs> Thirsty, hungry, and ornery. Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. That sounds that sounds like not fun. I don't understand why things are so complicated from a from a politics standpoint. Yeah, I don't understand why everybody insists on talking about it so much these days. Because I grew up, I was raised by parents who grew up during the Depression. Like my dad was 71 when he died in 2006, and and my mom is in her approaching her mid 70s now so I was grew, uh, I was raised up you know you don't talk about religion and politics you just don't discuss it, it was, mm -hmm. discuss it it was just a different mindset but but now it's it's all even by talks about it's politics religion and football <laughs> right. what does isn't that third one involved in the first two yes of course <laughs> like aren't we just talking about the same two things then uh, if musicians had a league like athletes did that supported them and got them trainers and health uh, practitioners that were there alongside them and gave them you know good salaries imagine how that that world would be 
if we supported the artists the way that we supported athletes. See, okay, I like that idea, and I want to make that happen. I think that's where we're headed. I was having this uh, this very similar conversation. I think if you look at the pendulum swings of the cycles, you know, you can think of it as a pendulum swing, or you can think of it as a full circle. Either way, it's a cycle. And there was the industry side, and big business, and the middlemen all got involved, and they did their whole thing. But we're starting to move away from that now. And I think it it has to, in ways, return to its roots, philosophically, but whatever within the confines of whatever the new technology is. So it was radio, and there was, you know, people sitting around the fire, and then there was people sitting around the radio antenna, mm-hmm. and then there was television, and it right. just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then Now was, everybody just stares into their own phone. There's no group... Right. Because that was the good thing about radio and television was everybody was doing the same thing, but with all right. these handheld devices, everybody's just in themselves. Right. So the networks, so the groups of those networks have become uh, something totally different. Uh, there are a bunch of kids walking on the beach, and I don't want to hear about it, so we're going to point the camera in a different direction. I don't want anybody to be offended put the camera back on everybody's offended at something you can put the camera back on us hi uh, yeah the beach is beautiful but we don't want to invade anyone's privacy right and uh yeah you're that guy everybody was complaining about when drones came out (laughs) right yeah i uh, i got a funny i was flying my drone on the beach one day and there are restrictions. There are certain things that drones, this programming won't allow them to do because they're violations of laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you're not allowed to fly into FAA airspace and right. all this good stuff, and you're not allowed to fly over certain height restrictions. They make it idiot-proof uh, and, and make it as simple as possible for people to not screw it up. And so I'm on the beach one day, and I'm walking, and, you know, helicopters fly by all the time. And there are things you should and shouldn't do and one of them is you don't fly a drone in the flight path of another aircraft right this guy thought that's what i had done and called the cops and so he's following me down the beach and talking to the cops the whole time that i'm sitting here flying this drone obviously not wanting his voice is shaking i'm following somebody down the beach right now he flew his drone right into the path of this helicopter and i'm like i can't afford another drone why the hell would i do that so this guy follows me almost to my house so i end up having to walk to where i know the cops are to begin with and they have to confront this guy it was the most insane thing I had ever experienced in my life. I was like, dude. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, they didn't let me talk to the guy, but if I had, I would have loved to explain to him that, uh, first off, if I had been able to fly my drone into the flight path of the helicopter, then the helicopter would be violating, like, way more serious regulations than I am. (laughs) But, yeah. I, uh, so you haven't been shot down yet? No, but I would definitely hate to be accused of pointing a camera at uh, at the wrong people. Sure. And So I try and be mindful of it. Stay ahead of the curve. At least that way, if I do screw it up at some point, I can fall back and say, look, this is not right. what we're here for and, and all that good stuff. And, and privacy is a big deal these days. But mm-hmm. then again, 
in the information age, there's a lot of privacy that's going out the window. Like when you see when you feed the seagulls after I've been kind enough to not film you, I kind of want to film you and put you on the internet once you get shat upon because it's going to be really funny. And so where the lines of privacy get blurred because once it's entertaining, I will take advantage. I'm not going to film your kids in bathing suits because that's creepy unless they're getting shat on by a seagull. Right. How does that make it any better? Then it's art. Then <laughs> 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 it's art. Oh, man. It's so calm. It is. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Is that a Russian vessel? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the video? Of I saw the, the headline that there was a video of the yeah. Florida thing. Yeah, and of I saw the Florida. picture. That's, yeah. uh, that's all I needed to see. I was like, okay, sure. It looks I'm like... sure it's pointed right at Ono Island. Yeah. I know. I know. I saw a few clips of him, of Putin, discussing the new weapons. And it was the most blasé, nonchalant, our shit's better than your shit. Right. <laughs> like, these are the talking points, <laughs> we're better than you, our right. weapons are superior, thanks for coming, I have more important horses to ride. Yeah, technically for that video, he doesn't even have to say any words right. Nobody no over here knows any Russian, they could put any <laughs> subtitles they wanted to. He could have been trying to sell a timeshare in Florida for all we know. <laughs> This is the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it's going down. Yeah, right. Right here. I think it was like Tampa was was where they were close to. Right here in Tampa, man. Things are about to blow up. Right. And you sure hot. he wasn't talking about football? Because he did say that it wasn't capable of being intercepted. <laughs> I mean, they could say anything. Especially with those subtitles. And the... The rate at which technology is catching up and people can get on YouTube or and pull videos and basically run you through a video version of Photoshop that they can make people say and, and yeah. act however they want now. Mm -hmm. Which is perfect because, I mean, here's my thing. Ever since they did the whole world war of the world scene with Orson Welles back in the 30s. Right. They've known that they can control the population with fear just from the, and that was just radio. Now they can like they can give you visuals and all that kind of stuff and I know this sounds, you know, I'm not trying to promote any kind of conspiracy theory out there, but I will say that they do know that they can manipulate people and just, you know, make stuff that looks or seems a certain way. Mm -hmm. and, and if people don't think about that, then they're just completely lost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You uh, Are you familiar with Tom DeLonge? Mm -hmm. uh, he's a guitar player for Blink-182, went on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast recently, started talking mm -hmm. about all this UFO stuff, and uh, people think he's like a disinformation agent now. The government's setting him up. To, to be this fall guy for for disseminating all this this bad info. And Blink 182 guitar player. Yeah, I know, right? Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and it's ridiculous. But that goes back to there's so much bad science out there. Didn't they do all the small things? Yeah. That's why. <laughs> <laughs>
will show you. Uh, I got you small things. Yeah, man. Uh, I want there to be UFOs, though. Werner I've von seen, Braun. Did I, I think I turned, I told you my UFO story the last time, I, when it was just the show. Um, a long time ago. I don't recall all the details, though. Tell us, tell us again. By the way, I'm hang super on, sad. On. Before you do that, let's push this button so we don't have to do it in a minute. Okay. Now tell us the UFO story. Super sad that you didn't go with straight up with Compton for the show. Uh, <laughs> that's still a possibility. That's still a, a possibility. So there I was driving through Pearl River County at 5 a.m. Hmm. 2003-ish. And I look up and I notice these three bright stars in the sky and they're arranged in a perfect triangle and and as I kept watching it the um, the triangle of stars all moves at the same time kind of turns like this and then just disappears what? and and you know of course I watch on ancient aliens and of course they have a black triangle craft with three lights in mm -hmm. the, the corners and I'm like I've mm -hmm. seen that man that's come back I'm so jealous. I haven't. I've never seen one. I've never seen one. I've even seen strange moving. Like they look like stars, but they're they're kind of moving and they can go in different directions. Here, like I was really? staying at uh, Perdido Beach Resort, and uh, it was. I used to stay up all night a lot, but I go to bed early now. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I used to stay up late, and I was out on the balcony at uh, Perdido Beach Resort and saw these stars moving different directions. You know, very slowly. You know, kind of, like, kind of like this business. I get excited every so time I see a looking. satellite. No, yeah, yeah. I I keep looking because every time I see a satellite, something moving. It's, that's amazing, and then it's just a satellite. But I've got all the stuff on my phone, so I can pull up and see if it's a star, if it's a mm. satellite, and yeah, man, I uh, I'm a big not UFO hunter. Maybe one day. But once I see one, I'll right. devote my life to that. You can always just go to Brazil and get you some ayahuasca and take a shortcut. Do you have to go all the way to Brazil? Let's just get some DMT. Or is it Peru? Um, either way, I'm good. I would love it. I would love to get some DMT. You know, I have more experience with psilocybin. Uh, I've never had the pleasure of, of a DMT trip. But it's one that I would definitely experiment with. Sounds intense. Yes. Ten minutes of just off off the grid. Yes, I um one of my comedy bits is is a whole joke about how um death and drugs and how they're similar and one of the points is that at the end of your life, death is accompanied by your pineal gland dumping a massive amount of DMT into your brain. Mm -hmm. And so, in the last moments of life, you know, there's this massive DMT trip. And DMT, I, I would love getting off the grid like that, man. That's good practice. Yeah. It's good, it's good practice for some shit you're going to have to deal with one day. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Dress rehearsal. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Did you ever get into the essential oils? I'm sitting here smelling myself. The essential oils. Um... um no, I've I've read about them. I just I hasn't I I hasn't I haven't bought any. But I've read like you know, 
oregano's antifungal and all that kind of stuff, which I could use that on my toe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's some there's some good essential oils that uh, that have some good health benefits and. One of the things that I love most about them is they smell good. Yeah. <laughs> it's really just, it's real simple for me. Yeah, I had some scented oils when, when I did the, uh, when I was making uh, beard wax. I haven't made any more, but I had like, you know, orange and bergamot or bergamot or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Some frankincense. That stuff smells pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, somebody made a joke. We were at uh, recording a show somewhere. And somebody was joking about how back in the Bible they had all the frankincense and all the mm -hmm. stuff. And then in church they have frankincense and it's supposed to be all healthy and good for you. And it's total BS. And I pulled out my bottle of frankincense. <laughs> it's like, you leave us hippies alone. Yeah, right. Give me your golden mirror and get out. <laughs> I'm going to get away from all these people that are about to walk by. Uh, just because open windows. It would be cool if they had a filter that like blurred everybody's faces but yours automatically that would be nice. like on cops <laughs> that would be nice Big I kind of want to bug these guys just be like hey I want to see inside your camper I'm in the market for for a new camper I think I, those red tracks like I was saying all those red tracks that thing's got hot water it's got a hot water heater in it yeah. That's the way I do it. It's got heat exhausts, so that's got internal AC. That thing's pretty cool. I mean, it's got to be pretty cool on the inside. What do they look like on the inside? I don't... Uh, I've looked at them on the internet. I haven't been in one. Man. Oh, is that a free pair of flip-flops outside that car? Sweet. <laughs> oh, can we swing by Sand Dollar? I need some Olukais. Yeah, we can. I have yet to take Can the podcast live from the, uh, the Sand Dollar. I was just about to say I have yet to try it, but uh, we might get in trouble because this right. ends up on iTunes now. Like oh, uh, does it? we've yeah. up, we've upgraded. Nice. Uh, I say we. I say we all time. <clears throat> what I'm referring say, to yeah, is producer. me, myself, and I. <laughs> Kurt's not helping you produce. Not on uh, Truth, Love, and Peace. He and I have been talking about bringing back the Perdido Key Pirate Radio stuff. Nice. Because everything he and I do together is. PKPR. That's uh, that's kind of our deal. Um, so when we're together, it's pretty to keep pirate radio. So truth, love, and peace is what I've been just been doing on in my own time. I gotcha. And uh, we're hoping. I've been looking, uh, looking over all the old, the shows, the pretty to keep pirate radio talk show stuff, mm -hmm. and getting that onto the internet radio live stream. So. It's coming along. It's coming along. Next step's nice. going to be music. But since you're doing all kinds of production work and we're live, I'll put you on the spot, man. I'll put you to work if uh, if the opportunity arises. Because I still want to get everybody's music out there, you know. Mm -hmm. The same reasons we did it all before. Right. We, uh, we still... And I call and, and bug him all the time. I'm like, we should do something. <laughs> I'm trying to the bit to do something. Of course, he's got real work to do. He's busy. Yeah, so I got that gig at uh, Mobile. That's yeah. pretty sweet. Working like professionals and shit. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Brewer is one of the enigmas of the world, man. That guy's resume is... Uh, there's not much he can't do. Right. I fancy myself a jack-of-all-trades, and, and if I can't 
figure out how to do it. The first person I call is Kurt. Oh, Kurt. Mm -hmm. I saw him just a couple months ago at a uh, Neil Dover gig. Oh, yeah, he's been uh, playing some drums. Mm -hmm. I haven't got to see him play in a long time. Need to get back to that. I feel like we should go grocery shopping or something. Where can I drive you? What corner of consciousness would you like to explore right. now? Should we take a right or a left? Right. Morality, ethics. I don't think this is what Jerry had in mind when he decided to do comedians in cars. <laughs> drinking coffee. Right. We could go crash Waffle House and just roll in with all the gear and be like, oh, we're boy. here. Get robbed. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this crap? Hand it over. Have you gotten into um, any fungi-oriented health stuff? No, I've I've been seeing all these uh, like medicinal mushroom coffee powder stuff coming up on my feed on the internet, mm. where they would like throw in three or four different uh, mushroom types, like cordyceps and lion's mane and a couple others. And, say it does this now, but I haven't uh, studied it too close to know what, what know ye of it that the if you go to fungi.com all the stuff, what I know comes from Paul Stamets and his research and they put together uh, some pretty comprehensive research over the last two or three decades and hold a lot of patents in regards to not necessarily medicine, but good health, good nutrition, mm -hmm. and a lot about how certain mushrooms help rebuild neurological tissue. They help with inflammation. Mm -hmm. And now, what are the inflammation mushrooms? Because that that would be what I would be interested in. Um, mm, I would hate to say it and be wrong since right. we're live. So, but I know if you if fungi.com is Paul Stamets, and if you get like uh, pull your window up before it goes wah 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 oh, here. Um, yeah, fungi.com Paul Stamets. Uh, they've got a couple of different supplements, and one of them is anti-inflammatory, and a lot of that has to do with gut health, mm -hmm. like probiotics. And right. I didn't realize how great uh, an influence that has on health. Right. I, I don't think anybody did until just, you know, in the last couple of years. I mean, we used to have that crappy food pyramid when we were kids, you know, that was posted all over the lunchroom, and now it's basically upside down. Mm-hmm. It, it's just so hard to know what to eat and what to do with your life. You know, where am I going to get money? What food do I eat? You know, just... But if you could just walk through the woods and pick up some food, right, and not yeah, have to right. pay bills, <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, I'm all about that. You know, the only thing I would miss is air conditioning. But other than that, I'm good. I could just go further north, I guess. Yeah, I'm up for some mountains. I think migrating 
I think the nomadic life is, is where everybody's headed. We've tried this whole civilization thing for a long time, but technology is going to allow us to leap into this new thing. So we get so advanced that we say, uh, we're done with this, and we go back to fires and huts? Yeah, but the new version of fires and huts, which would be Fires much... and huts with Wi-Fi? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Natural Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons I think that is because it <laughs> seems like the function of all of these technological systems that we keep building and insisting on dumping money into are really just replications of natural processes. So this the concept of the internet and there being this huge database of all the history of the world. Right. That's not new. People that's talk just about a brain, that's an information yeah. and, People talk about the Akashic Records, you know, being able to tap into the collective consciousness. Right. Those thoughts are, are, are already there. We're just trying to find a way to create a smaller, more monkey-driven version so we can manipulate it. Mm-hmm. Because people don't want to go put the work in and meditate for a whole lifetime to figure that shit out, right? The real way. And I think... Well, could you imagine, though, meditating for 40 years trying to figure out a cheesecake recipe? People have. People have. They didn't realize it at the time, but in the end, that's what they became, was some kind of putrefied cheesecake. Right, in their last breath. I need eggs! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's probably what Siddhartha said after he ate that poisoned meal. Right. Poor guy. Did it anyway. But I think a lot of what we're doing is separating ourselves from nature. Um, and that goes back to the air conditioning thing. Of course, I love air conditioning, and I'm not going to sit, you know, pretend otherwise. But we do separate ourselves from our natural condition and our natural state of being. And it yes. seems like all the ways that we've done that so far have not been for the benefit of mm-hmm. our individual health. They've done great things for world markets in the bank. But we have condos. Yeah, yeah. And probably dead bodies buried in the concrete of the condos, much like the Great Wall of China. Sorry, that was really dark and mad. I don't know why I went there, but... <laughs> I just nodded my head. <laughs> but it goes back to like you were saying earlier about how we spend a lifetime uh, breaking ourselves from a health perspective so we can earn enough money to recover our health. Yeah. Which is such a waste. We'd be better off just picking up the food on the ground and migrating to places where we don't need air conditioning it's true might meet some nice people on the way instead of being holed up in our little caves because what was the quote recently that loneliness is highly addictive (laughs) if you're the kind of person that enjoys it Hmm. saw that somewhere I think there's a lot of truth to that if you can get comfortable with it but maybe the next version of high tech is going to be something that's not all electricity because when you think about where we're going technologically in a couple of years 10 or 15 years an electromagnetic pulse device could be small enough for you to carry around but powerful enough to destroy to defend you from robots and destroy the infrastructure of a city simultaneously well nobody's gonna let the public walk around with that nonsense and nobody's gonna build an infrastructure that can be that easily undermined so eventually you would get to the technology that results in you can build a pyramid and nobody can figure out how you did it. Mm. And I think that technology looks a lot more like sound and the, the 
Wi-Fi that Nikola Tesla worked on, like free energy and radiant energy and tapping into stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So instead of constructing this framework for us to push our little version of electricity through, we're going to figure out how to tap into all of that framework that's already there. Right. Just plug shit into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Or just not need to plug it in. Right. Don't they, they, they've kind of almost started doing that. Don't they have like wireless charging and Mm -hmm. stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. Very true. I saw a video. You can make a wireless charger with some copper and aluminum foil. Wow. Few pieces. It's ridiculously simple. I used to get up off the couch to change the channels on the TV. <laughs> Look how far we've come. Yeah. Look how far we've come. Our great grandparents, if they were still alive today, would think we are wizards. Truly, some of the stuff we can do. Technology's come a long way. How how long do you get into artificial intelligence at all? Do you follow AI and stuff like that? Not too closely, but I've definitely seen like the backflipping robot and stuff. Gotcha. How about uh, did you see the AI that beat the the Go players? Maybe. It's uh, it's, Go players. Yeah, it's like the game. Go? No, the Go crazier than chess. Uh, More possibilities. Really, really hard. Oh, is that like the you got like three or four different? chess games going on on one board or nah, it's just one board but it's just oh, black okay. and white pieces I got you um, but yeah they had there's an artificial intelligence that ended up doing that but yeah I get into AI but when you talk about robots just robots doing crazy things did you see the one that's like a dog that opens that door and can't knock it over did you see the one that sweats I haven't seen the one that sweats oh yeah it does push ups and it's got like muscles and it sweats that's I don't know because apparently robots that just kill people aren't scary enough. They have yeah, to right. kill people in sweat. I don't I don't get all that. I don't want the robot that kills me to think that he worked at it. Right? <laughs> don't want him to feel remorse. Right. Poor guy. I'm gonna roll these windows down so we can sit here as long as we want. What's uh do you have a time frame? Do you have somewhere you have to be? Nah. No. Back to Pensacola for about seven or so, but uh, yeah, I'm good. Heck yeah. I got a whole lot of nothing going on. We can just let the sun set behind us. Mm, that'll take, I have no idea what time it is. We've been do, we've been doing this for 70 minutes. So it's 509. <clears throat> Hell yeah, this has been tons of fun. Mm. Is there anything that you've been uh, been mulling over that you haven't gotten to bounce around with anybody yet. Hey, kitty cat. Meow. Can't think of anything at the moment, but I'm sure something will pop into my head. Always. Always. <coughs> I don't have any more grandiose questions that need to be addressed at the moment. And um, anything over an hour pretty much exhausts the Facebook Live and staring at the the bright camera. This is going to get old in a minute. Mm. Anyway, technical stuff. That's uh, that's why it's better to have a Kurt Brewer around all the time. It's a lot easier when you have a production dude. Sure. Yeah. Of course. 
Where can we find you playing this ridiculous new uh, new rig you've got? There's a place called, uh, well, there's two places called Sully. One's in Hattiesburg and one's in Pedal, and I kind of switch between the two. Mm. Uh, so I average, I get about seven or eight days over, over there a month. And uh, so I, I kind of stick to whatever's, you know, within driving range for me from the house, as I was talking about earlier, you know, 15, 20 minutes from the house is the easiest for me. Until I can figure out that damn vertigo. <laughs> I'm so Which sorry. could be as easy as a B6 deficiency, so. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, I was reading the other day that uh, both like carpal tunnel and vertigo which I've had symptoms of both were both a, a vitamin B6 deficiency problem interesting yeah <clears throat> interesting yeah the vitamin mineral world is very interesting I've got like 20 something bottles of different vitamins and supplements at the house and I just take them I have them in a box like this big and just put them all in a bowl and I've got like 20 pills and I'm just like you know seven or eight at a time <laughs> That's your breakfast. And that's breakfast. Yeah. Cereal. Bulletproof coffee and supplements. <clears throat> you ever do that? Bulletproof coffee? No. Have you tried that yet? What's that like? Do you know what that is? No. Okay. No. What is bulletproof coffee? So have you heard of these like paleo diet, keto diet, and all that kind of stuff? Bulletproof diet, as it were. So this guy, uh, David Asprey, is a, um, calls himself a biohacker. I think he coined the term. And um, he was hiking in Tibet, and these monks took him in out of the cold, and they gave him yak butter tea, and he felt so energized and refreshed afterwards. And, and so he goes on to invent the, the Western variation of this, and he says, I'm going to put grass-fed cow butter in my coffee. And he puts that and MCT, medium-chain triglyceride oil, into it. And wears around in a blender, and so the the premise behind paleo and keto and all that is that the body is actually designed to get more fat than we're being told, and so by you know putting the butter and, and MCT, which is concentrated coconut oil, into your coffee, you're getting a lot of fats first thing in the morning, and so you're full of energy and you feel full. And I can I can drink it. At like you know seven or eight in the morning and I'm not really hungry until noon one o'clock in the afternoon and so it's kind of like a slim fast kind of deal that's awesome I uh, I've gotten into some of that stuff <clears throat> and but, I put a raw egg in there too and that creams it up a little bit too yeah it's pretty good I bet I can't imagine doing a raw egg in my coffee but yeah really it's not as bad as you think I put them I use raw eggs for my liquid in my smoothies too instead of like milk or something I just put four In raw eggs interesting mm -hmm. I've never tried that but I only use like uh, pasture raised eggs you know don't use the white grocery store eggs okay that makes sense yeah yard eggs if you can find them yard Which, eggs the kind with a little bit of chicken shit on them right Without, if you can find it. Well, <laughs> but yes. Yeah, don't yeah, eat, we don't eat the things. chicken shit, but all right. chicken shits have, right. all chicken eggs have a little chicken shit on them at some point. Right. So, and natural chicken shit is better than non-natural chicken shit. True. I guess. Yeah, we used to raise chickens when we were I remember I actually had to charge out into like 30 degree weather in my underwear at like midnight because I heard something getting at the chickens when I was like 13 years old. I had like a shotgun in my hand. <laughs> I grew up. I grew up out in the country. I did. I was a country boy. 
uh, we couldn't see a house uh, from my house. We'd hunt squirrels and snakes and stuff all the time. We had woods, you know, that was part of our property to go play in the woods and had chickens and garden, all that good stuff. Had my first job on a farm when I was 13. What was that like working on a farm? That sucked. <laughs> what kind that, of farm was it? It it was just a general just like a guy had some cows and some goats in in a lot of fields basically and um I got four dollars an hour to go shovel goat shit. <laughs> hey man, I think I got paid about that to dig a ditch. Yeah. Didn't have a farm, so we were doing manual labor in town. Yeah, digging ditches. I did that once and that was enough. Literally a sewer ditch. Ooh. <laughs> With shovel. Ooh. That was 11 hours. I had no idea that I was going to be doing that that day. I had been working building industrial air conditioning duct. And then all of a sudden, it was like my second day on that job, and they took me out and... You know, I'm very pasty, so, you know, for me to not wear sunscreen and be out working in the sun for 11 hours was, it was a pretty bad end result. I think sun poisoning came up. Medium, medium rare? Yeah, right. (laughs) When you go to the doctor for a sunburn. Yeah. Yeah, that's cooked for sure. Yeah, and they say, we're going to give you a shot. Yeah, let's Mm. stick your burnt skin with a needle. Oof, goodness. (laughs) So yeah, manual labor. I'll just stick to being a musician. Did I ever tell you I was also a police officer? No. Do tell. Yeah, when I was when I was 21, I was a police officer for a pretty short time. I was on patrol for probably about three, four months, but I worked in in law enforcement in general for a couple of years, doing stuff like uh, mostly the jail, mostly corrections. Did patrol and animal control a little bit over a couple of years time span. Yeah animal control yeah that it's a shame it's funny because you know but this was back in 2005 i got ten dollars an hour to be a full-blown police officer with gun badge car everything ten dollars an hour. what year again 2005 oh yeah well sorry everyone that's ridiculous yeah and um katrina happened and the the city gets a grant to, to hire people and I ended up getting hired back uh, for 50 cents more to work animal control than, than when I was a police officer. <laughs> and got bit by a Rottweiler on the hand first day, but... <laughs> that's, that's a good place to start. I mean, luckily I had a bike glove on, but... Man. that Yeah, that was a couple of interesting years there. I think a couple of interesting years is an understatement. So, in regards to the ketosis thing, I want to double back and ask you a question. Mm -hmm. I struggle from uh, getting groggy in the afternoons. Like, well, I get up and I I usually do coffee and uh, coconut oil and honey. Uh, I use honey with some different things in it for different uh, medicinal purposes. And... Same as you, about noon, I get hungry, and uh, and I'll usually eat. I try not to eat a lot of meals. I try and do a mm-hmm. lot of intermittent fasting, so I'll eat one 
pretty large meal. Right. And then just fast, you know, for the most part. Um, unless I get really hungry and then I'll eat like fruit or something that's raw. Mm-hmm. Just something that's real food. Um, and then go that route. But in the evenings, I'm, I get really, really sleepy. Like, uh, like I either really need to take a nap or I've just really tapped my energy reserves. Do you ever run into anything like that? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm tired right now. <laughs> I was tired when I got here. But, yeah. <clears throat> well, from um, a dietary standpoint. Yeah, well, naps are, naps are approved. Fuck yeah, they are. <laughs> but um, are, are you supplementing any kind of, like... Uh, like B vitamins are good for energy. Um, I don't do a lot of supplements. You get you get a good amount of sunlight, right? I'm sure. No, no, no. Like so little that okay. Uh, I got a sun lamp now. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I was thinking about doing that myself. I, I, you know, especially since I've done so much night shift stuff mm-hmm. most of my adult life, I don't get a lot of sun either. But yeah, get some sunlight uh, because you're. Even if you're supplementing vitamin D, you need to get sunlight to methylate your vitamin D, your cholesterol into um, vitamin D. Interesting. I did not know that. I, I either until recently. I don't know a lot about supplements and, and supplementing. If um, if you had to point somebody in a direction to go learn about all that stuff, where to? Where do you get? Where do you like to get your information? I got. Well, for for the list of supplements that I'm using right now, I basically just use that Bulletproof guy's blog. He has a blog on supplements. He has a huge blog with a lot of information. And uh, I think that's why his business is so successful is he's just given away a lot of information. And the information he gave me, like how to make the coffee and stuff, I lost 75 pounds easy more than once. Cause wow. You know, because I have bad discipline. You know, I'll do like Bulletproof coffee and then sometimes I'll go off and you know have taco bell for you know a lot i love in addition to the bulletproof coffee right there with you know i have to bring it back okay let's have bulletproof coffee and like a carrot (laughs) so you know there's that struggle but um yeah there's you know i mean you know vitamins you need your vitamin a but but there's i never knew that it was so like interrelated like you need vitamin a if you're going to take vitamin D because they work together, if you're going to take vitamin B and and the B complex, then you got to take methylfolate uh, to to process the vitamin uh, B properly. If you're going to take magnesium, take calcium, you know, just all this kind of stuff. So I have that's why I have like twenty something bottles of stuff. Chemistry. Yeah, basically. Chemistry. Yeah. Um, Athletic science, I guess. I used to be more into working out when I was younger, but I just not not so. I don't want to, you know, strain my elbow, my bowing arm, or anything. You know, when, I'll use an electro, uh, not electromagnetic, but electro shock therapy. Kind of. It's a it's a um, electric pulse stim electric stimulation, mm-hmm. electric muscle stimulation mm-hmm. EMS. So, like, I'll have electrodes on my arms and they'll be shaking. Drives my wife nuts. I'm sitting on things. the couch and shaking. Yeah, we used to we used to play with those things all the time in uh, athletic training. Yeah, go and hook people up, just torture people. We we were not using them pra- ra- practically or properly, 
but uh, they seem they're to fun. work. Yeah. Oh yeah, they work really well. Surprised because you'd think it would just be you know a gimmick because you used to see those the you know Suzanne Summers ad belt, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. It, it, it makes you feel sorry. I feel like I worked out after I run one of the programs on there, but you got to sit on it for like an hour just for one muscle group. Man, man, that's a lot. That's a lot of time. Yeah, but when, when it just when it hurts and it just won't stop though, you'll you'll lay on the floor for an hour if it'll you know bring you even five minutes of just not being so bad. Mm. Mm. I gotta look into this bulletproof coffee thing. Yeah. I, uh, that'll give you some energy because that'll that'll help you with the energy too and uh, watch the quality of your coffee be be willing to pay oh, yeah. for good good clean beans because his, his thing and I can't verify this of course but um, is he claims that there's mycotoxins in the coffee so these invisible molds and stuff that you can't see and that's what gives you like the jitters and stuff now I will say that we got some well, I guess I won't say the brand, but it it rhymes with Tariux. <laughs> but we got that coffee, and I just I, I like to drink like three pretty big um, a French cups press. Full. Yeah, I was trying to think of a fancy name for a large cup, but uh, uh, yeah, I, drink, I have a three four cup French press, yeah. and I drink one of those twice a day yeah i like i like several <laughs> goblets of coffee myself and <laughs> and uh so but 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 with that coffee i just started feeling the jitters and and stuff and i hadn't felt that way in a long time and i was surprised because you know you spend a premium for that for that particular brand but if you you know seek out like organic coffee from like whole foods or something you can drink as much well not as much as you want but you can drink significantly more without just feeling crazy that I'm comparing it to a bunch of different coffees that I've had and you mentioned the the micro the mycotoxins and that gets us back to the fungi and I got into that from an Alzheimer's perspective do you come across any Alzheimer's research in the supplement world Yes, I'm trying to think of, of where I've seen it lately. I think uh, vitamin D was one of the things that supposedly can help with that, and there's a bunch of other, you know, herbs. And so I've definitely seen it in my reading. I can't think of a specific example of what you could take for it. But yeah, it seems like Alzheimer's is it, it's on the cusp of, of getting figured out. It yeah. seems like. Well, and there was this study recently about the. The plaque, the plaque that causes Alzheimer's in the brain, being related to something that has to do with the with the gut biome. Huh. And uh, and it has there's uh, there's something to do with the plaque that's that gets clogged up in the brain, gets cleaned up in the gut, or gets processed in the gut. Anyway, they found a, a definite link to Alzheimer's and gut health. Interesting. And. I think that's where we're going more and more. It's the it falls in line with the field theory. You know, it seems like we talked about EMPs earlier, and uh, I think we're moving away from this single point physics theory. You know, this this individual ideas, and we're moving into field theories and how the collective consciousness and 
all of this stuff that we're a part of, these vast networks of things, mm-hmm. like how important the microbiome is and how important gut flora is. And I think physics is starting to, to relate that. Like we're having to figure out what dark matter is. We're having to figure out, instead of these single point theories, these much larger pictures that have a lot more dots to connect. And I hope that that's somehow going to keep me from getting Alzheimer's later <laughs> in life. I forgot what we were talking about. Where at? Which one? (laughs) Which part we were talking about? Alzheimer's and and supplements? Right. No, that was a joke. Oh, yeah. I forget all the time. I did that the other day. I was was on a podcast with my friend Zeke and was talking about um, them using sound weapons at some embassy in uh, Cuba or somewhere. And I uh, got so excited about it, I completely forgot <laughs> what we had been talking about before. Yeah, when that happens. Yeah, because acoustic technology—that's another thing I think we're going to learn. Pyramids, history—I I am fascinated on how it could have been that they used vibration and sound to construct something as large as the pyramids. I know that's not really a conspiracy theory as much as it is arguing history. Right. But. I'm fascinated by that stuff. I thought they had decided that they saw on the hieroglyphics that they were pouring water on the sand in a, in some sort of perfect ratio to where they could actually very effortlessly scoot the stones across the sand. So they had these hieroglyphs of like the um, guy with a jar mm-hmm. and he's like mm-hmm. yeah, tipping yeah, yeah. that over the that. front of the boulder mm-hmm. and that then that's how they theorized they moved them I, I remember that yeah that would be one explanation for for moving them the quarrying them is still yeah tricky lasers <laughs> lasers i like the sonic drills have you heard this this theory the, yeah mm-hmm. i like that one a, a great deal we talk about tuning forks and you know resonating and the staff being the drill with the drill bit. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be pretty cool. I just want it to be like Stargate, where right. you know the aliens show up and instead of actual anthropomorphs, they're just people with helmets. Man. <laughs> and they don't speak English. But there's subtitles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want there to be aliens. I know. Isn't that right, Kitty? Meow. What you doing? Meow. Come on. Say nah. She she wants us to go play with her. Oh, okay. She does. So I guess my cat's need for attention is uh, is probably more important than the internet. Yeah, indeed. Bye, indeed. internet. It's been ninety minutes. Yeah, we've been at this an hour and a half. Go back and listen to the replay. I'm sure you missed something. If if there's anyone still there. No, there's not. Anyway, by Facebook Live, by YouTube. I'll be just saying until next time, truth, love, and peace. Which means the podcast is the last thing to go. So, ladles and jello spoons. Thanks for joining us. Truthloveandpeace.com. Check it out. Um, Facebook, the usual places. Thank you so much, Thomas, for being here. Thanks it's for having a me. Pleasure, man. And uh, until next time, truth, love, and peace.